Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, my guest this week is Layla Odom. Yes. L-A-I-L-A. -L -A. Yes. And we met shooting Undercover Brother 2, which is a major international myth. Not hit. <laughs> <laughs> right. We shot that movie in, what, two weeks, three weeks? Like three weeks, yeah. And I was there longer than you. You had a bigger part than me. Well, you did. But you got the bigger check. I don't think, I don't know if I it's think that much bigger. I think it might have been a little bigger. Yeah. But the funny thing about Undercover Brother 2 is the dressing room, we, we filmed it in this warehouse in Atlanta, which, uh, all, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, but it's on Netflix now. Now. And, uh, the whole movie was in this warehouse, and they just kept switching the scenes. I go, we were never on location anywhere. Were you ever on location, ever? I was on vacation. I was on location, like, my first day. It was freezing. We were just, like, randomly outside. Oh. Was it on the the little building? Was it no, near the building? it was, like, away. I don't remember. Someplace in Atlanta. But it was cold as, and we shot it, and then everything else took place. But this is why I brought that movie up, because, they, you know, you always hear the thing in Hollywood, there's no such thing as a small part. Uh, that movie, being on set with Michael Jai White for two days, I think, got me Welcome to Sudden Death with Mike. He called me to be in this next movie. See? And I was only with him two days. Nobody called me for a movie after. Well, the part, here's, the, here's why he called me. The part was for his sidekick, a.k.a. the janitor, Originally, they wanted a Latino guy. Got you. And if got offered a Fat Joe first, <laughs> Fat Joe couldn't do it. He was going on tour with Diddy or something. Okay. And then he was like, they was naming off names, and Michael J. White goes, "Well, let's. Why don't we? We want him to be a, build a black audience." So he goes, "Gary Owen," and Universal's like, "Who?" He goes, "He'll bring in a black audience." <laughs> and so, so that's how I got the part. He wanted a white guy, but he, would, I don't know. He found me, and boom. Yes. But. You have a movie that just yes. came out on Lifetime. Yes. The Salt and Pepper. What, what was the name of the movie? The Salt and Pepper movie. Okay, that's what I thought. I was yeah. thinking I, mean, I missed but, it. But it's just Salt and Pepper. Like, that's good enough. And you were Pepper. I am. And here's the funny thing about my podcast. Layla had to do a Zoom call <laughs> with somebody, and we set a time for her to come on, and she ran a little late, and I was thinking, oh, she took that Pepper roll to, to heart. <laughs> Because in the movie, Pep was wildin'. Pep was a wild... I didn't realize how wild she was. No, she was. But, like, it was, like, a good while. But she did what she wanted to do. Yeah. And when I met her, we have a lot of similarities. Um, shout out to NBC, because that's who I had the Zoom meeting with. Okay, shout out to NBC. Come on. Let's let's go with a little job, a little Play show. that never hurt work. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what happened is this, Gary. I, I got up this morning... Got my face together, got my outfit together. I was like, it's me and Gary. Mm -hmm. And then, like, NBC. I was like, Gary, NBC. I would have chose me, but that's NBC. fine. NBC was sitting up here. I've but done I more for black people than NBC the last five years. You probably <laughs> have. <laughs> but I had to, like, stop at Bristol Farms, steal their Wi-Fi, open up my computer, and, like, do the Zoom in the car. People don't realize that grind actors and act 
actresses go through, not just to get parts. Seriously. Then you get the part. Then they ask you to do press, and you want to be a good soldier for the network because you want, like I said, work gets work. Yes. So I knew, I knew I told everybody here, I go, she had a Zoom call. She was going to do it here, but she got caught in a little traffic. I said, I bet you she pulled over and did it. Yo, I had to, I, like, I had to pull over. And I was, because I was close, right? I was close, but I wasn't. And just typical Hollywood, LA, the traffic was bad. Mm-hmm. All the grandmas and grandpas was out driving slow. I was like, okay. Let me conduct myself because you heard me. I called you. I was cursing a well, lot. And then you you start honking. I go, I believe you. You don't have to prove to me you're in traffic. I think I I think you fake yelled, fuck off! I go, this isn't New York, Layla. <laughs> Where are you from originally? I was born in Jersey, moved to New York, and then I moved here. Born in Jersey. what part of New Jersey? Because New Jersey guess. is different. Let's guess. Oh, oh, let's I'm guess. Thinking like a nice part of Newark? No! <laughs> is My there a nice part? from Newark. Oh. I was not, like, <laughs> I I got some other shit, Yeah, man. yeah. I kind of like, I was born in East Orange. That was my next guess, by well, the way. There you go. Well, at least you didn't say like Atlantic City. Or, no, you're definitely not Atlantic City. No, or what about Princeton? I don't know enough about Princeton. Well, come on. What you think? Like Princeton? Like no, you're Ivy definitely, League? No? no, definitely not. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> No, Queens community? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, sort of. So I was born in East Orange. Um, I went to school in Montclair. New Jersey? Yeah. Okay. Then I moved to New York. But the thing about it is, like, growing up in Jersey, you're always exposed to, like, other places. So I was always in New York. My family's from Philly, so I have family in Philly. So I have a lot of, like, the whole tri-state area. Like, that's mm. all me. And, and then, then I came here. What year did you move to L.A.? Um, damn, Gary, mind your business. Uh, hey, that's part of the deal. A little while ago. A little while ago. Well, <laughs> why is that such a secret? <laughs> I came here in like 2009. Okay, I was yeah. already out. I, was I moved out in 2004. Yeah. It's funny how when I lived in LA, when I got here, I got here late 90s and stayed till 2004. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? I'm just saying. I'm old. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Black women keep you young. <laughs> if I was with some white women, oh my God, right. I'd be bald, a mess. gray, I'd be a like mess. this. <laughs> Coke. Crow's feet, all types of shit. It's fine, you're late. I'm wide awake, baby. <laughs> Let's keep this going, Lila. Right. <laughs> be shaking. No. no, but it was funny because then when, when I moved out, mm-hmm. I always say like, I think comedians and Actors, actresses, we're in frats. There's like this four or five year run where you see people you struggle with and you come up with and then some people take off, some people take off later. But the key is just try to stay working. So you came in like the fraternity after me. Like I graduated and then you you came in with the freshman class. Yes. So this is the thing. I bet you don't know this. One of my first jobs in L.A., I was a waitress at the Comedy Union. No. Yes, I was. For real? Shout out to Inns Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. You were the waitress there? I was a waitress. That's crazy. And the thing, but the thing about me being a waitress there, I like, that's where I kind of learned my comedy. Like Mm. I I could tell when someone was bombing. I can tell when someone was doing really good. Like anybody like, let's give it up for the ladies. Like you, you're not doing good. You're doing bad. Oh my God. See, I've always wanted to ask a waitress. Now I'm probably more interested in this. Mm? 
than your acting career now. Wow. <laughs> Just being a comedian. Wow. Let me, I get, it, let me ever, get all the cameras. Wow. <laughs> I've never had an in-depth conversation with a waitress from a comedy club. Got you. So as a waitress, how long did you, were you a waitress at the Comedy Union? I think I was a waitress there because I would get fired like a lot and then I would like come back. Why would you get fired? Because I thought that I was going to blow. So I'd be like, fuck this job. I don't really need it. I'm about to do a video. And then like I do a video. I did Like a blow. music video. Like a music you video. You thought a music video. Yeah, of course. Like, no, no, not blow job. No. Blow. <laughs> blow up blow up oh. blow up that part what you meant about this music video no. no I'm literally about to blow this dude no I'm not <laughs> and that's and that's so funny like I've really never even no one ever asked me for like sexual favors for a job like ever I thought it was oh. something wrong with me really yeah cause everybody was like Hollywood you gotta sleep with people and I was like yeah, like nobody asked me yet. Like, I'm waiting. Wait till I have to give it up. <laughs> I can't wait to see that BT award speech. Right, right. Like, I want to thank everybody I yeah. fucked. Like, thank you to the diplomats. <laughs> um, never got the lead singer, but your road manager is amazing. Right, right. He's circumcised. Right. Oh, so. Gary. <laughs> that's not me. That's you giving the speech. Woo, that was. Because that. I but had as heard. a. As a waitress at a comedy club, um, uh, when you see somebody go up, yes, did you ever see somebody before they blew uh -huh. where you said, wow, there's something there? Like a comedian that came on and they were just open micing, but you were like, whoa. Yeah. Who yeah. would you say? Like, did you remember when you, they had something about them? You got to remember, I remember like Joey Wells. Mm -hmm. I remember. Um, but Joey been there a minute. Like he was there when I was here in the late 90s. Right, and but then, I didn't know that. Like, coming oh, okay. in, it's like, there's certain people that you see. So I saw, like, Rodney Perry. Like, Rodney Perry was on set when yeah. we were in Atlanta. Yeah. Rodney Perry saw me, like, go from, like, a little, a little girl yeah. to a grown woman. Rodney's one of them. He's always working. Yes. He'll pop up in the most random. Like, when he popped up on set, I yes. brother too, to, to punch up jokes. I was like, one thing about Rodney. And I think Rodney works a lot. And this is not a knock to his talent. It's because he's such a nice guy. He's yes. personal. Yes. So you know when you hire him, there's going to be no drama. He's just going to be a team right. player. Right. And he's very, um, uh, he'll give you a compliment. Yes. Some comedians we just observe, but you, we never say good job. or He'll call you afterwards and be like, yes. yo, that shit today was funny. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? I, but see, so like who I came up with, like Sid Castillo. Like yes, Sid is my boy. Yeah. I watched a lot of people. I remember Tiffany. Like, yeah. I remember these people performing, and I would be out there with, like, two drink minimum. No, you got to get your drink. That was, I had to do that. And I was going to auditions. I was doing my music videos. And that, was, what year was that that you was working to come So you this is, like, 2009. This was my first job. Oh. It's my first job. My comp here's here's a great comedy union story I've never shared was 2002 or three because I was still living in L.A. Kevin was um, Kevin Hart he was open mic and still trying to get his okay. name out there right. He came to the comedy union right after he got the call for Soul Plane, oh. and he literally he goes like this he goes Joe G. I'll never forget he had a jacket on and a wife beater. And I was looking at him like, why do you have a wife beater on underneath a jean jacket? <laughs> and he had his their matching jacket with jeans on. He goes, 
yo, G, I just got this movie. I said, what? He goes, yeah, man, I just got the call, man. It's called Soul Play. He goes, lead. But the way he said, yeah. he goes, lead. <laughs> well, I was like, really? What? I said, what's it about? And he kind of told me, and I, I was thinking, good luck with that. Right. <laughs> but, but think about it. Like, he was able to bounce back from that. But people don't think, like, those movies like that, it's, he didn't, like, fall off. Right. It just... That's still a quote unquote hood classic, yes. Soul Plane. Yeah. There were so many comedians in that movie, too. So many. You know, and it, when you watch it, little cheesy, I get it, fed a lot of stereotypes, but it is a fun movie to watch. Yeah, yeah. When you're just with your boys, you're just like, oh, this, it's almost like you do this, this stupid ass movie, right, but, but you, you watch, watch it. it. Exactly. But you watch it. But you watch it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of movies like that. Undercover Brother 2. <laughs> we did one. <laughs> we did do one. Yeah. You, you killed it, like for real. But let me tell you something. I don't know if you noticed this. On set, it would be like the the crew would give it up and like laugh, ah, die for all your jokes. Mm-hmm. All of the men, when it came to like me and like, well, I was the lead, but um, the lead female. <laughs> I'm just saying, nobody would ever give it up. They would be like, I told him not to laugh. Got you, got you. I literally when shit I, was funny though, but that's fine. No, no. When I got hired, I go, don't laugh at any of the female shit. Yeah, I, I feel that. Make them work. Yeah, you guys like, <laughs> and but but the thing is that that movie came from a relationship that I had with Leslie, the director. Mm-hmm. Did you? Let me ask you this: Did you have to audition for Undercover Brother too? I auditioned for a different. I don't like how you looking at me, Gary. But I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna say how I got anyway. the part. You tell me how you got well, the part. Well, I like. Like, okay, so Leslie knew me from me doing this thing called, um, and this is with Cole Black, Jeff. Jeff Clanagan. Clanagan. And um, we did this series called Real Housewives, The Real Preacher's Wives. Okay. So Leslie knew I was funny, but Mm -hmm. it was just like, okay. And then after that, I did this with my homeboy, Woody the Great, Stories with Kev. Now, Stories with Kev, like, was bomb. So Leslie kind of, I think, had an idea of it because he... Is that like an internet show? Like it went on YouTube and stuff? No, it just went viral. Oh, I'm not knocking it. No, He's I'm asking. To... YouTube is a... No, literally, I'm saying YouTube is a TV network. I always say treat it as a TV network because you don't kinda have red sorta. tape. Kind of, sort of. You can kind of... Look, look look at someone like Desi Banks right now. Hey, Desi. I know Desi. Yeah. Destroying with no networks behind them. No. Like, like... Yeah, I think that's happened in the last few years of like yeah. YouTube has become a, a more reliable. But uh, what you saying working with Code Black? Yeah, I think they were one of the first as far Definitely. as black uh, for black content. Yes, they were like, "Yo, we're gonna do sketches." Because I remember 2012, I had a TV show on um, True TV with Shaq, God. and they were telling me Code Black was in my ear, and Shaq was a part of that. Like, yo, we're going to do these these sketches and these different things for YouTube. And in my brain, I was like, fucking YouTube? Nope. We're not making no money. You know, they go, and no, look, no, we're going to give you a percentage if we hit so many views. And I go, that shit ain't going to hit any views. Right. I'm still getting, like, little money here and there from those sketches back then. Right. Can I hold something, Gary? Yeah, it's not a lot. Like, well, it literally bought that smart water. That's how much the checks be sometimes. <laughs> but I'm not doing anything. It's nice to get six dollars in the mail every now and then. Exactly, but but that's the thing. It was like, so Leslie kind of knew me from that. Stories with Kev did really well, and people really mm-hmm. liked it. And it was mm-hmm. just basically you do, let's say we do your stand up. So it's your voice playing over it, and we just reenact it. 
Reenact the jokes. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're like the setup, the everything. So also, like you telling a story. Well, it's Kev's stand-up, and then we would create the story to match the stand-up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Got so it, got a lot it. of times I played um, Kev's wife mm-hmm. in the in the in the sketches. So. Did you do any episodes of Real Husbands of Hollywood? No. Wow. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. That's fine. That's okay. Oops. Yep. <laughs> Leftout.com. It's all right. So Leslie called. So you didn't have to audition. I auditioned for a different part. And remember. What'd you, part, what'd you audition for? Unattainable sister. Yeah. Because there was only, was only two it was women only in two. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was only two. And remember, it was shooting right around Christmas. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people didn't necessarily want to do the role. Well, yeah. People working like that? Well, I don't know. All but, the struggling actors and actresses and people are saying no. But this is a thing that worked because whoever said no, they got me. To play the lead female detective. Yes. And those people, let me just tell you, when they when they aired the film, everybody was like, why your wig keep changing? I don't like your wig. I was like, are did you watch the movie or are you concerned with the goddamn wig? Like, which, which, which is important, the wig or the work? They said the wig. We, we ain't like I that didn't wig. even notice. Well, I guess I'm a white guy. I wouldn't notice. Yeah, but it was like short, long, part, this, oh, really? that. Like, and everybody was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, well, the director, that's what he wanted. Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah. I didn't even notice, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't even notice. I had audition. No, you didn't, Gary. On my, it wasn't like, I've had a couple movies where I, it was my audition to lose. Basically, I had to fuck it up. Um, so Leslie called, it was like, "Yo, G, I got this movie. I want you to come get down. I'm gonna send the script. Just put yourself on tape." Because I remember I was at the Houston Improv, and I go, "When you need to buy?" He goes, "Monday." This is like Friday. Okay. So I'm like, "All right." So literally, the audition is on an iPhone. I did my audition. We went to Best Buy. And bought the little stand to make it sturdy. Right. Set it up. Bink! Have my uh, road manager read off camera. And he's not a good reader. It was so bland. <laughs> it was like, hi, where are you from? <laughs> I was like, dude, Brad, your public school Alabama education is on full display right now. Hilarious. <laughs> but that happens so often. Like, when you see the thing is for me, like, when I go in for auditions, like now, I have a coach. So I go to my mm-hmm. coach all the time, and I have a coach in LA, and I have one in New York. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to give a bad performance because people remember bad shit more so than good shit. Oh, I've had some horrible auditions. I'm sure. I'm sure. What, I do, you mean? Mean, what do you mean? Well, I'm sure. You know, like, no, I've like had, in, I've had in some the doozies. Sense, I'm sure. I think, yeah, I've had some, I've had some monsters. Yeah, I th- <laughs> but but that's what I'm Were saying. You, bad auditions, you feel like you're never working again. Yeah, you'll be like, so let me move, let me pack my shit up tonight. No, you're no calling way. ends up. Can I get back on the county union? Can I be a waitress? We're shut down, it's COVID. When you start. Exactly. When you start, can I come back? No, seriously. And then, your crazy part, I want to, it's really important for me to say this. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Sylvia? Hillman, D-Ray's yes. old assistant? Yes. Yeah, I love her. Me too. That's that's my boo. Hi, Sylvia. I love you. So she was working kind of like on the film too, and I was talking on to Undercover her. Brother too. Yeah, like indirectly. In, okay, indirectly. was she on set? Not on set, but like indirectly. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, I'll tell you later. So she was my manager when I worked at the Comedy Union, 
So she would see me go through these moments of like, I'm going to quit and I'm like, and I made it and I don't need this fucking job. And then, oh, oh yeah, I was crazy. And then I come back. Because you got a camera on video? What? <laughs> <laughs> got a little booty video. Did yeah! You, you did I, a little booty video? I, I was going to say, and you didn't sleep with anybody? <laughs> You're the first. <laughs> they were, but the thing about it is like, I think that sometimes I'm a bit too much, and people, are, men are like, oh, I think I'm good. I don't like keep that. So, think that's the jersey in you? It could be. Mm. It could be. It could be. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I've tried to like dial it back and get like more like um, docile. Well, if you're you're telling me that Layla I know is dialed back, I don't even know. Oh, she was she was a rat. Well, now I know why she nobody was, was sleeping with her. <laughs> Or asking to. But this is what I'm <laughs> They're saying. They're probably thinking, she's not going to leave. <laughs> she's going to come sleep with me and then get in my fridge and then start and making bit. shit. Oh, my God. This is so nice. Why is Uber Eats getting delivered? <laughs> but see, but that's what I mean. But like I, um, so I worked at the comedy union. And, and during that time, it's like when you're young, you think certain jobs are going to like propel you and move you forward and all types of things. Well, that's not true. And I learned that the hard way. So I would quit or get fired. Like a lot of times I would get fired and, you know, you humble yourself the next week. Like, hey, um, if y'all need help, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm around to help. You shut up the ends with liquor. <laughs> just, I don't know if you guys ran out, but I got some Hennessy. Yeah, here, I'm just, I'm here. I got a little Ciroc if y'all need. <laughs> I forgot Comedy Union. Listen, Definitely Ciroc. Listen, so... I think that I had the, like, but I always had, like, this spirit of, like, you get knocked down, you get back up. There's a lot of things that that I thought were going to propel me or do more than, you know, and they didn't. Mm -hmm. Undercover Brother too. You know what I'm saying? Like. But you never, here's the thing. You never know who's watching what. I've gotten so much stuff that I, when I look back, go, how did I get that? And then when you get on set, you ask people, and you're like, what? I'll tell you, crazy, crazy. I did a pilot, a daytime talk show pilot, didn't get picked up. I finally, one day I said, how'd you guys find me? Like, it was so random. Right. And the guy goes, uh, I was a producer on the Harry Connick Jr. show. You came on as a guest the day after Trump got elected. So in 2016. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. He goes, so the whole country was like in shock the next morning. He goes, and you came on just boom, bubbly, and even Harry was off that day. I thought Harry kind of didn't like me because he wasn't really giving me anything back. Right. I didn't realize everybody's just in a weird state of mind. Just because. And just because, and I'm, you know, eight in the morning, I'm filming. So I'm on, and he goes, yeah, well, as soon as you got done filming, the guy goes, that guy could be a talk show host. And I was like, he goes, so when this guy got offered another job, he thought about me. So that's what I'm saying. You never know. You, and this is three years later. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the seeds that you plant are from years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. It's not, it's not the, the last audition. It's like sometimes when you, when you talk to actors and comedians that audition. You want to talk about that? Because sometimes, like, comedians think that they're actors. Like, yo. Oh, I'm not. I'll tell you what. I'm not the... Uh... I'm definitely not the greatest actor in auditions for sure. Listen. But what? on set, I feel like if it's a comedy, yes. 
I feel like I could always make it funnier. No, you like you definitely do. It was so hard. Let me like, it was hard looking at you with a straight face when you were that. Milton brother. I could not. I hated you so many days. You would come in and just steal the scene, and it's like I have to play the straight. Like I have to play the straight, and you would come in and do shit, and I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was that funny. And I think that sometimes like comedians don't always understand to be an actor is not easy. Because to do stand-up is not easy yeah. at all. Like I played a stand-up in something and like I was good, but it wasn't good. You were, an, you were probably an actress playing a comedian. I was. You I was. Comedian, great comedians, they're just... You can't teach it. You, there's not a comedy class. Right. It's just you're up up there and you tell jokes and you're you're basically bearing your soul in your way. Yes. You can't teach that. There's not. There's nothing you can teach. You can't teach somebody to do what Dave Chappelle's doing. No. You can't teach somebody to do what Bill Burr's doing. You just can't teach that shit. I agree. The thing about it is like you have to like live life, and there's certain things that are funny that you experience and then you tell the story of how funny that it was. Mm -hmm. But going to class per se does not make you a standup. Mm -mm. Not at all. It doesn't. My, Michael Ely was on the podcast and he said, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael Ely was on my podcast. <laughs> and he said, I said, do you, cause you know, I, I always, when I work with Mike on Thing Like a Man, mm -hmm. that's who I deferred to. Cause okay. I knew he was an actor's actor. Right. right now I'm right. locked in. Right. He knew, where we was coming from, where we was going, where where this scene's supposed to head. Right. I'm just wake up like, what are we doing today? <laughs> I'm like, script like, oh, okay, so is this Saturday in the movie? Okay. <laughs> There's no prep. Right. And somebody's looking at you. I'm like, like, I'm looking like this. Okay, we're still doing Think Like a Man. Okay, I was, doing, I was doing the next movie. I just got booked another movie, guys. Sorry, I got confused. I'm sorry. No, but Ely said, I said, do you like working with actors or comedians? And he said, the problem and the brilliance of comedians is you guys are fearless. Yeah. He goes, you guys will try something in a yeah. scene with no regard. Right. He goes, and the, he goes, Mike said, the problem with working like you and Kev and other comedians he's worked with, he goes, I'll prep all night and then get there and I'll be like, he's going to do something that right. I don't see coming. Right. And now I got to feed off of it. He yes. goes, it's not, all, he goes, I love it. He goes, but it's not the easiest. Whereas an actor working the actor, they're just going to stick to the lines. Right. Right. You know, you right. But you did that that day when you said something about the missile, you said mm -hmm. some joke about a missile and like, you just went off cuff and it was so funny and we weren't expecting it. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. But it had to stay. It definitely stayed because it was mm -hmm. funny. Now, you don't want to get with an actor that doesn't give you anything and, like, acts to themselves. That that part is hard. What do you but, mean by that? Like, sometimes people go, like, some actors are, like, very selfish. Mm -hmm. And you can tell. It takes, it takes time to realize when someone is, like, not acting with you. Like, so let's say we were doing a scene... And this is the the eye line. You see how I'm not looking at you, right. but they think I am. Yeah. Not connecting. I'm so just, I'm over here. Gary, stop. Be well, I'm trying. This way. Okay. Boom. So we like looking at each other, yeah. but we're not. Right. Do you not see me? 
That's what I'd be See, like. this is why. This I would be why. on set. That's what I'd be doing if, if I had a selfish right. acting like this. Hey, bro. Right. You hey, messing there. it up. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I think that it's just a little bit more technical in certain areas, certain parts, but not every comedian can do that. That's the thing. Not every comedian mm. is funny enough to do that, to like get in a film and make it work no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. You're talented. Look at that. Hey. Gold star for Gary. Is what it is. Yes. Let's get into Salt and Pepper movie. That's okay. why I, that's why I wanted you on and you got mad at me because you said, Have you seen it yet? And I've been on the road so much, I said, No, but I'm gonna watch it before you come on the podcast. Then you got mad at me because I watched it yesterday. Yes. I wanted it fresh in my brain. No, you should have been like, yo, I saw it three times. No, listen, I turned everything off. I did phone, TV, in my hotel, put on my laptop, and watched that motherfucker. Now, let me ask you. Yes. You auditioned for that? I did. That was I, I had Teresa Top Notch. Yes, Teresa Plus. She yes. said she auditioned for it. I know. I saw her at the audition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my girl. Like, yeah. like, I think when you get to a certain point, you kind of know who's auditioning and, and where. And oh, you see the like same that. people? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. it's when you be like, who the fuck is this lady? Like, how? Like a newbie comes in? Right. Like, who's this bitch? Like, that could always happen. So it, it never... At the same time, don't worry about who's in the room because the offer could go out to somebody else that's at the house chilling. Yeah, that's the thing about audition. When you're auditioning for the lead, the frustrating part is sometimes you're like, there's probably an offer out. This is for if that person passes. Right. That's Say it again. Say it loud for the bitches in the back because that yeah. is exactly... So when Nia Long passed, they called you? <laughs> <laughs> kept going. She passed, she passed. And then yeah. it got to me. I was So I'm when every it. girl from the best man passed. Yeah. Then it maybe it, maybe it'll get to me. <laughs> and then I'm like this. Yes, finally. Yes. That's I mean, literally, that's how it happens. But for Salt and Pepper, at first, when I got the audition, I was like, eh. What? Me, Pepper? I don't think so. Were you fans already of the music? Like, yeah, I mean, I grew up on them. I knew them. But at the same time, I wasn't like gotta do it like i mm. wasn't really beat you know how many auditions we get and you'd be like okay it's another one so i go mm -hmm. i do it um and leah daniels had cast me mm -hmm. you know leah yeah I, got, I had a bad audition for her one time Ooh. well apologize yeah. we like bring me back no in. no she here's the thing leah gave and i i so appreciated it because a lot of times you audition, you don't hear nothing. Right. You just get a no. Right. She actually caught. Well, my my agency followed up, and then she told them why, which was which was cool. She right. didn't have to do that. She but he that didn't helped get it. you. Yeah, it helped. Yeah. So sometimes it's called feedback. Feedback. You don't get a lot of it. That's what they say in this business. You get a lot of no's. No, you don't. You don't get. You nothing. hear nothing. It just comes on TV. You be like, it's oh. you hear. You never hear no. You hear nothing. It's on TV now. Like, oh, shit. They casted that? And right. Like, I'll audition for Samantha. Like, well. <laughs> we got to get in the trades. Right. Variety or something or deadline. Exactly. Oh. Right. They right. just casted the Gary Owen show with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. So yeah. he's playing me. Got it. And you'd be like, oh, so I'm out. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, cool. got it. I didn't even get the part for my own show. Exactly. And then people be like, you know, I, I killed that audition. Like, yo, it's not about that. You could kill the audition. That does not mean that you got the part. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I had to to like really, really like wrap my head around. 
it's not even if you were that good in the audition. It's if the producers want you, if the network, if everything just pans out. That's really what it boils mm. down to. And for me, I just felt like salt and pepper just panned out for me. So how it many auditions did you do? I went in the first time. Four. That's what people don't people Four. don't realize, man. You auditions is the most like there's no relief. Cause you're like, you give a go and you're like, who? Right. All right now you first you go into casting. Then you're like, okay, you're gonna go in for producers, like, okay, I gotta regroup. Right. I gotta because you might do the perfect audition for casting, then, but then don't deliver for the producers, like for whatever reason. You're like, oh fuck. Because sometimes four? you, you get it for. But the first one was boom, whatever. Then it was a callback. And and mind you, this took like two months. Mm -hmm. This wasn't like do do tomorrow. This was like a process. So the first one was just Leah. The second one was I don't remember. The third one was the callback. And that one, they were like, all right, go ahead and rap. Like freestyle? Yes. Wow. Boom, did that. Bars. Oh, shit. Did that. That's a, My whole rap would have been bars. Like, like, listen. I drove here in a car. <laughs> bars. It was kind of far. Bar. <laughs> then I went to the bar. Yeah. Bars. Bar. Yeah. See? I opened up a can of peanut butter. <laughs> I made it a jar. Yeah, you go. There's no such thing as a can of peanut butter, bro. But, but, but we get you. But we get you. So the thing is, I went and I did that. And then Leah, like, she's very... She wants to see her actors win. That's like the, the great thing. Yeah. And she hit me. She hit Gigi and was like, "Could you guys get together and like Who's do Gigi? a dance?" Gigi plays all. Okay, sorry. Gigi, come on. I well, you should have known that. Your you watched the film, I right? I have a question about somebody else in the movie that okay. we'll get to. Oh, oh, I can't wait. So, me and G got together and did push it. We had we had literally a turnover of about maybe eight hours to like get it, like learn it have somebody shoot it and get it to her. So we did that. Um, and then we, then you know the process of like the mix and the match of like, all right, you're, you're a pepper and then you go with this salt and then you go with this salt. So when me and G like got in the room, it was like. That's salt and pepper. Yeah, Did you much. show up late like pepper? Oh. That's what, that would have been great if you just fucking came in late. Like, what are you doing? Be like this. Uh, excuse me, and I had a drink. What? <laughs> Give me the part. She's really Peppa right now. She is Peppa 1995. I'm done. I'm I'm super done. Um, I was on time. Well, that's not Peppa. Well, I was I on time. I might not gave it to you. Well, I'm like this. I got oh, it. Oh, she's way too punctual. Yes, I get. Well, it's like now. I just want to talk about. Okay, so I live in Hollywood. We are in Santa Monica. That's like another state. To drive to Santa Monica is a fucking different part of the world. You know, world. I fly in for my pocket. I don't live in Southern California. I know you live Northern California. Yeah, so I fly in every three, four weeks and do like three, four episodes. So do are, do you oh, fly in fine. private? Nope, nope. He lying. Jet Suite or Southwest? You do not get on Southwest. Swear to God, they're it's the only thing direct in Northern California. I'm back, and I don't you like go to LAX. LAX? Oh, no Burbank. Burbank. Yeah, Burbank. So it takes you about like an hour LAX. and some change to get down here. Yeah, it's fine. That's where the studio's at. They don't have a studio where I live, so they built this beautiful studio beautiful, in Santa Monica. Beautiful studio in Santa Monica. Yep. But everybody in Santa Monica, like, they too, like, la, la, la. Like, yo, go. Like, go where? Get on. Like, oh, like, fucking drive, oh, please. The slower pace of life out here? I, don't, I can't handle it. 
Mm, I see. New Jersey's coming out now. New Jersey Drive. Right. Okay, this is what I want to ask about. Yes. The guy that played, and I didn't look at the credits. I should have. The guy that played Harvey. Har- what's what's the? Herbie. Herbie. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry about that. Herbie. Is that Andre Berto's brother? Yes. I knew it. I yes. was watching it going, why do I know this dude? Yes. And I didn't I was, know he's a guy who's trying to be an actor. Yeah. Like he's, and he has some other like good work coming out, but I'm a fan of Andre Berto. Like, yeah, I was the boxer. Like, the boxer. I was like, so mm-hmm. can I get some tickets? Like if he I think decides he's retired to come back, now. that's what I'm saying. But you know, now. they like retire and then come back. I was like, that's so right. if he come back, can I get mm-hmm. two tickets? He was like, girl. Because I'm such a boxing fan. And I'm watching it going, well, I know this dude. And I kept thinking of like what sketch he's been on or what real, he must have been a guest on Real Husbands or some shit. And I'm going, why do I know? And it hit me having to do the movie. I go, I think that's the guy that's always in Andre Berto's corner. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I don't know if he's in a corner, but like. Oh, he's been in the corners in fights. Oh, for real? Yeah, because that's, it's, it was like Berto had his dad was a trainer for a long time and then his brother be there right there with him. And then when they start doing like, you know, the HBO 24-7 and stuff. Then it changed. Yeah, but he'd always be on the shows with him because okay. he'd always was working out with him and stuff. So when I saw it, I go, I think that's him. That is him. That is. That was like the first thing I said to him. I was like, so your brother's Berto, so if he comes back, like, can I come to the fight? So you met me three years late because he fought Mayweather like three, four years ago. That would have yeah. been the fight to go to. Yeah. Of course. But do you think, like, when are we going to get some good boxing matches, like, back? Like, are there... there there's good ones. It's just... Boxing is not, it's, I don't know, it's not promoted like it used to. There's some great fighters out there and great fights, but the heavy, here's the thing. I think boxing runs, it's run by the heavyweights. So we had the Klitschko's for the longest time who were kind of boring. Super boring. It was a downtime for boxing. They were fighting in Europe and Germany. Right. So it was like, uh, but now I thought Deontay Wilder was going to bring it back and he did. But I really that was went, the one that was the one who comes out with like all the like the Black Panther all the shit on yeah the, this one he came out with this it was way too heavy with the lights on because he lost right he lost he and he blamed it on the um on the costume the costume gotcha I just think every fighter has their boogeyman yeah Tyson had Holyfield yes uh different people I Lennox Lewis as great as he was. I think Oliver McCall was his boogeyman if he didn't have a mental breakdown in the middle of the fight one time. Did he? Oliver McCall knocked Lennox Lewis, Lewis out. Oliver McCall was an amazing fighter. but Lennox fought... Lewis, is, is he Canadian or English? Both. He really is a man with no country. Got you. Because he, he, I think he won the gold medal for can, the Canadian team. Okay, okay. But, and he raised in Toronto, but he's originally got that London accent and grew up in London. So he's, right, right, right. But he fought Oliver McCall a second time, and if you watch the fight... Avakal literally has a mental breakdown in the fight. He just starts crying. In the middle of the fight, he just stopped fighting, was getting hit, and just went, <sighs> just went, just went. No. Never seen nothing like it. Are you serious? But he had, like, he gave Lennox Lewis the best fights. I was like this. Some people, and I think with Deontay, I think stylistically just Tyson Fury is a terrible matchup for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I remember, this is an old fight. Do you remember Costa Zoo? Yeah. That's he, when it knocked out uh, Zab Judo. Man, he did the Harlem Shake. Yeah. I was like, really, I was never the same after that because I think that we put so much on, you know, he's small, he's from New York, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're talking about Zab? Zab, yeah. 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 
Well, Zab. The thing about Zab was, if he uh, he like he like. He liked being the champ. Yeah. And he lived up being the champ yeah. as far as partying and drinking. Yeah. And you don't know when it's going to catch up with you, but it always does. Like uh, Jason Kidd said that he was 40 years old, playing in the NBA. And they said, do you think, um, how are you playing so well at 40? And, you know, the season, it's a grind, right? The games, he goes, it's not the games that make you old. Mm-hmm. It's what you do in between the games mm-hmm. that make you old. Because mm-hmm. that, that's why Mayweather, he goes out, but he don't drink. He don't smoke. So he'll be at the club drinking water, and then he'll leave and go to the gym and train in the middle of the night. But everybody does not have that type of, like, work ethic. You know what I mean? Like, everybody doesn't have it. And people have different levels of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was a Felix Trinidad fan. Yeah. You know who his boogeyman was? Don't don't tell me. Don't tell me, because he got fucked up at Madison Square Garden. Well, he got got over his prime. Oh, Bernard Hopkins fucked him up. But I think his boogeyman, too, is Winky Wright. I haven't heard that name in a long time. No, there's a lot of people who wasn't fucking with Winky back in the day because he was a defensive fighter. He was like, nope, he couldn't really hit him. Okay. He beat Mosley. After Mosley beat De La Hoya, they were like, Mosley's the guy. Winky beat Mosley. Trinidad, like, when Winky was, like, early 30s, nobody really fucking with Winky. Listen, I went to what fight? I went to... I know you were a big boxing fan. I, like, live for boxing. I was oh, wow. at... Let me tell you. I went to a fight at the MGM, and it was like everybody was coming out, and it turned into, like, a little stampede. And I lost my shoes, and this white man helped me. I remember I was crying. And he was what like, year was that? This you don't was, even know the fight? I can't remember the fight. I know it Tyson was, had the deal with be, MGM. It had and, to be a Mayweather fight. Or Mayweather had, had the deal had with MGM, yeah. And, like, something happened. Let's say, like, a wall like this, boop, it fell. So people thought it was a shootout, and people started running. Yeah, it was a mess. Like, the wall went boom, and then right. everybody took off? Yes. You lost your shoes? Yes. And the white guy goes, that's not a gunshot. <laughs> he helped me because I was, like, mortified. I was, like, all my friends had left me, ran someplace, and I just remember, like, Running with no shoes. Was it an old white guy or a young white guy? I don't remember, but he was like, he had to be like maybe in his 40s. Something in like... Vegas, attractive young black woman, older white guys like this. Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> no casting couch. <laughs> hey, hey, pretty lady. I need someone to blow on these dice while I play craps. No, he like, like real. I you wish your I'd... shoes? I'll buy you a new pair. Right, he, but he didn't. I just was like, I just remember I was like someplace and I was scared and he like helped me. Like for real. He was like, just wait right here. I was like, all right, thank you. And he helped me. Shout out to the white guy in Vegas that helped me. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think he's watching my podcast. Right. But you never know. He could you be never know, right? I, what if he gets in the comments like, I helped you that day. Like, thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> he's in the comments. <laughs> thank you so much. But I do love um, boxing. I'm not as much as like a football fan. Mm-hmm. I like basketball like a lot. But like I haven't been watching it like pandemic it's just weird like the empty gym and i'm good (laughs) well even boxing and the ufc fights with no fans it's so i i almost enjoy a little bit because you can hear the punches getting landed and you can hear the corners it's too brutal oh who just lost it was uh mcgregor yeah ufc i can't watch that did you there was a guy who like lost one of his balls what he lost his Oh, ball. that's a while ago when no, the guy low-blowed him. 
Well, he lost it. He lost the ball. There was uh, when I was in uh, junior high, we had a guy. He came to our school. He was at my school for a week, and he got in a fight with his kid, and he had cowboy boots on, and he fucking kicked this guy in his balls, and the guy lost one of his balls. Did that he roll high school out? With. No, no, it ruptured. So the guy, literally, this kid was at my school for a week. We never saw him again. He got expelled. Hello, yes. It kicked him in the balls with, and then it was funny because I lived in a trailer park, but. You know, there's all these uh, country roads around the trailer park. I knew, you know, the guy, it was crazy. The kid that was at my school for a week was on the bus route. So we picked him up, new kid on the bus for a week, got in a fight at elementary school, kicked the guy in the balls, got expelled. Then we'd literally be coming home from school or going to school, and we'd see him in the yard because he lived on, like, a little farm. And he'd just be doing farm work. I don't know where he's at to this day. You should find him, Gary. But... I just remember he was there for a week. Ball and he wore the same camouflage jacket every day to school. We was like, oh. and then that was it. Then we he, should find boom. it. Have him <laughs> sit, sitting right here with them same dusty boots on. That'd be great. Yeah. And that was the, that was the talk in junior high. I can't remember the guy's name, but I'm just making it up. Like, Mike lost his ball. He lost the ball. So I, I literally, he came back to school like a couple months later, and that was the talk. Like, I wonder if he's only got one ball. And then he confirmed it. We didn't see it, but he told us. Did you really lose one of your balls? Yeah. Are you serious? He lost the ball. But you can still have kids, right? With one yeah, ball. yeah, yeah. He's fine. I guess he is. I don't know where he's at today, but he lost the ball. Lost the nut. Shout out to the one ball. That's a built-in excuse, though, if you don't finish with a girl. No. I only got one fucking ball, baby. No, no. I'm not going to finish every time. No, no. Do you think <laughs> I don't that... have the double-barrel shotgun <laughs> to unload on you. <laughs> one, one, one a day. I can't fuck you twice. That's... Hilarious. Oh my God. But um, yeah, I think that if you have one ball, there sh you should get like a little pension or like something special. Like one ball? Yeah. If you have one breast, you should get something it's like. Breast cancer, like. Yeah. Mm hmm. I think so. What about like a. If, if it's confirmed you have a smaller than normal penis? Yeah. Nothing. You should get some kind of pension. No, too. you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. I think the ties that churches get. She go to like guys with small penises because like, God didn't bless him. Oh well, he's probably. I bet you he's mad smart in business or science oh. <laughs> or math. If you don't have a master's degree and your penis is under five inches, call this number. Exactly. We have money for you. They know they're rich. They're rich. Hello. But I'm saying you know if that. you don't have, if okay, if you make less than five hundred thousand dollars a year, okay, and you have an under five inch penis. There should be some kind of pension, because that's just God. No. That's a terrible practical joke. I don't think that that's... No. I think you'll be all right. I think it's a lady that likes that mm, somewhere. Maybe. They go together, hand in hand. Mm. So back to salt and pepper. Yeah. Well, uh, she wasn't messing with guys with small ones. Peppa. Who confirmed that? Tretch did that movie where he showed us his cock. Oh, I, I, what movie is that? Tretch did a movie where he did oh a full frontal God. scene. I don't remember. And that. that's when I went, whoa, are you okay, Pep? I almost called her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that's OPP for me. <laughs> You're stupid. Um, no, he did a he did a movie. I you know, I don't know. And he had a full front on. I was so taken back. I go, oh, wasn't expecting that from Tretch. Are you I'm gonna uh, look that on, up. I'm gonna look that on, up. Like, guys, can we look it up? How many movies Tretch been in? Please. Right, if you show me the movie, I'll know what it is. Are you sure it was? He did a full frontal. What year was this? Twenty I'm years not... ago. 
He was like playing some detective or something. I don't know what it is. But it was probably like a shadow. No, no. He was got there. You could, okay, here's the thing. You could tell he'd been waiting to show that motherfucker oh, off. <laughs> oh. No, just go to IMDb and look up his credits. Love and a Bullet? Let me see the poster. If you show me the poster, I'll, I'll tell you if that's the movie or not. Let's see. Can you send it to my phone? Love and a bullet? Yeah. I bet you that's it. I think that's it. Are you serious? Yeah, he did a full, he did a full, like, he took down his clothes. Hey, baby, what's up? And then he, I don't think that was his voice, Gary. Yeah, that's the movie. Love and a bullet. If you want to see Tretch's well, <laughs> shotgun, well, that wasn't a bullet. Well. That was a shell. <laughs> look at me like, mm, I didn't know that, but okay. like. But I don't know. How, here's the thing. It's all proportion to I don't know how tall he is. So uh, I don't I don't know how tall he is either. I'm saying. I think he's like roughly maybe like six feet or Would did any were any of those um was salt and pepper on set when you were shooting? They were. They so were So they were actively involved. Were they yeah. producers? Yes. I would expect them to be producers. Hello, they were EPs. Okay. I, I figured. They're yeah. such they're all of them like I got to know him because of Tom Joyner. Okay. So you do the Tom Joyner cruise, and uh, he'd always bring all the, the hip-hop legends on. Yes. So that's where I got to know Salt, Peppa, and Spinderella. Gotcha. Cool as a fan, all yes. three of them. Yes. yes. Peppa's always cool. She was all, And she was the partier on the cruise. You know what I mean? Yes. She gets it in. <laughs> she gets it She's in. She's like, but there's, there, like, when I met her, I was, like, real nervous and, like, didn't really know... And then, like, over time, it started to, like, I got easier around her. One of my first days of shooting, she has, like, like her first kid is a, her son, Tyran. Tyran, we had a Canadian actor play, young version of Tyran. And he was not fucking with me, like, at all. Like the actor? Yeah, he was like, Rrr. like everything, like, he wasn't. I'm like, all right, well. The actor or her real son? No, the actor. Okay. So he like was like drawn to Tretch, the actor, not the actual um, Jamel Howard. Hey, um, and he was like holding him, and I was like, "He's my son. Like, put him down. Like, you're <laughs> stealing my fucking thunder." So the first day I remember, I went to Mario Van Peoples. Shout out. He's he was a director, and he was in it. He was a preacher. He I told was. you I watched it. You did. I'm very proud. So. I uh, went to Mario. I was like, yeah, so that kid actor, he fucking up. Let's get a new one, right? How old is the kid? No more than three. Yeah, because I'm saying he's little. I don't no, want people to be like some adult. No, no, he's no more than three. And I remember I was like, let's, you know, like, like let's get rid of him. He getting on my nerves. <laughs> and Mario's like, Get out, like, like, get out of here. I'm like, all right, cool. So, like, auditions, we'll get another one. So, the scene, I'm supposed to, like, he's supposed to be with me, and then he runs, and then he ends up next to Tretch. That's when you go outside at the MTV Come Beach on, House. Come on, Gary, you better watch the movie. That's why I watched it yesterday, so I knew. Yes. So, the whole point, um, I'm supposed to be like, oh, like, where's Tyrant, da-da-da. First time I didn't do it. Pep comes from Video Village, which was like on the other side of this wall. And she was like, that's your son. You just can't be like, Bata ran. I was like, oh, because I didn't like that little actor. I yeah. wasn't feeling him. 
So I had to be like, come on, put on your actor hat and like really get into it. And I did. But let me tell you something. Over time, I ended up like falling in love with that kid. Like hmm. seriously. And in one scene, um, he leaves with, Tretch comes to the studio. So he leaves with um, Saul. And he go into like the sound booth. And he says, bye, mommy. And my face, I was like. To you? Yes. Start crying. I was like, that's my boy. That was my boy. Yeah. But you don't have to pay for anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But like I ended up having like a relationship with his mother, him. Like I still WhatsApp the the mom and, and the little boy. Like I love mm -hmm. them because it was such an experience. And I really didn't like him at first. Yeah. To go from that to love. It's a real parental feeling because I've had days I didn't like my kids. Oh, I'm I'm sure. But I love them now. Yeah. But so I'm There's so days you're like, what the fuck kind of Satan's child are you? Right. I know my mom didn't like me every day. Right. It, it was impossible to like me every day. I was a I was I was a mess. But like Back in the day? Oh, completely. Just wildin'. Yeah, like I would be at school and like, you know, I was very colorful. So put like colorful and spicy together, that was me. I would tell teachers how I felt. If I didn't agree with something, I didn't want to do it. Hmm. And my mom was like, well, you can't say that to your teacher. I don't want to do it. You ever get suspended? Of course. Why do you say it like that? Like that's normal. We had something called in-school suspension. ISS. Were you guys sitting in a room at a desk? So I remember I came there. I had a scully on, and I brought my curling iron, and I plugged it in, and I started it. And they were like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I never thought of that. In school suspension at a would you go to a primary black school? Oh, uh -huh. I'm thinking, I I I didn't even thought that white schools ISS we know you ain't doing shit. Just open your book and don't talk. I would think at a black school, there's probably tattoos, <laughs> fucking <laughs> hairs getting done. <laughs> just don't talk. I, I can see a black girl just doing her hair. Okay, I'm gonna spend this four hours. <laughs> And get my shit right. Like, I remember I brought my curling iron, and they were like, you cannot do that. And, like, ours was, like, in the basement. Like, it was in, like, a bullshit part of the school. And then it was, like, a glass that people could look in. So your friends would come like, you fucked up again. Like, I know. I'm in jail. Come after school. So that type of thing. But I think that that just fed my artistry of me, like, acting and and you know, being where I am today. Was that always the plan? Yeah, I never wanted to be anything else. I never wanted to be like a vet or a teacher or a fucking doctor. Just actress. Yeah. Do you I remember? I didn't know what, I didn't know what it was at first, yeah. but I was like, I want to be on TV. She didn't know how to do it. No. You just need, yeah. Did, was there any movie or TV show that like, you remember like, boom, that's what I want to do? Like watching shit? I remember watching, um, different world and mm -hmm. I was like I want to do that I ain't trying to brag but when I first got to LA I never slept with anybody off that cast but I French kissed two girls Who? that was on different world Who? they I'm not saying he'll tell me later two was it Jada I'm not saying Entanglement. I'll never tell Entanglement. you no was Jada on yes yes in the later years. Oh, that's right. Come right, on. Right, you're right, right. Yeah. No, no. It wasn't like any of the cast that was on the whole time. It was like a couple episodes here and there. But I was so proud of myself. I was calling you people. You kissed the guest star? 
No, with an arc. Like three episodes. <laughs> four or five yeah. episodes. But I was calling people back home. You ain't gonna believe this shit. <laughs> My tongue was in her mouth. Watch it, watch the show tonight. Right, right. <laughs> I'd be like, calling guys. I'll, my first year uh, in LA, I was a kissing bandit. Didn't sleep around a lot, but if you was on TV, oh, I was trying to kiss. Because my thing was like, yeah, I would tell girls too, like this, I ain't doing that. I, go, I just want to kiss you. That's it? That's all I want to do. See, I liked a good dry hump. Oh. <laughs> a good dry hump was like <laughs> life. It was like everything. A good dry hump. That was my wow. favorite. Yeah. Well, you were practicing for some of your love scenes in these movies. You, you had to dry hump and salt and pepper. I did. Right? I'm very good at it. <laughs> That's good. I, I haven't had any, I haven't had any like love scenes like that. Okay. So you had a lot. Calm down. Um, kind of. Listen. What was the show, what was the show mm-hmm. that I was making mm-hmm. fun of you when we were doing like Our Brother 2? <laughs> what was the show you did? It was like the, the Showtime something late night shit. What was that? You get residuals off that? You might as well pump it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and make that dollar fifty real quick. <laughs> Listen, like, what was the show called? I'm not. I'm not with you, Gary. I'm not doing it. Can we look up Layla Old- no, Odom? No, no, you will TV? not. No, you will not. No, you will not. Because um, you said that was your first acting gig. This show that we're not going to talk about. Next question. What? <clears throat> no. I did- Okay, I had a I had a movie where I had to get completely naked in. What movie? College. Was Butt naked. What what movie is that? It, dude, it went to all the theaters. Me and Mini Me, Vern Troyer. Oh, he died. Yeah, that's my dude. Oh wow! See, I know, I know, mad stuff. Yeah. Well, um, the problem with college is we came out right after Superbad, oh, and we had like the same characters. We so had the chubby guy. We had the smart guy nerd. That was try- and, but ours, college is about three high school kids going on a college visit for the weekend gotcha. and having the time of their lives, yes. basically. And I yes. was one of the frat guys that never left. I was like 30, gotcha. still living at the frat house. You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm just in shorts and T-shirt. And one scene, I just take all my clothes off and walk around. And I, I'll just never forget. They were trying to give me the cock sock, yeah. you know, and it wasn't working. Why wasn't it working? I'm not saying that. It just it wasn't matching my skin tone and everything oh, else. Okay. So I was like, I'm just gonna go without it. So I was like, really? I said, yeah, this isn't working. Gary, ew. What? I'm not touching anybody. I'm just standing here naked. Okay. So I've so I've okay okay. So the scene is salt and pepper. I am like semi nude. Semi. That was when a guy was on top of you when you got pregnant with your son. Yes. Yes. Gary, you really watched. I'm really like. I watched the movie and no, uninterrupted. Like I want, I wanted to make sure you could not hit me with something I didn't but, know. But this is the thing, and you got the version with no commercials. That was key. I know. Yeah. I, I commercials know. are fuck. So how long? Because when I watched it, it was two hours and seven minutes. Three hours. So it was a three hour. Yeah. Wow, it's a lot of commercials. It's a lot of commercials, wow. but it's worth it. Please watch. No, it it was good. I've What's seen some. What's your favorite part? Now I'm going to interview you. What was your favorite part? My favorite part of the movie? Uh, there was a, I mean, there's a couple. Well, I'll tell Come you what on, I Gary. thought wasn't good. What? The guy playing Martin Lawrence. That joke was so stale, and he said it three times. I'm going, when you laugh, like, man, that's funny. <laughs> 
I was like this. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you ever be with a woman? And she's like, hell no. And I went, Martin's got some amazing jokes. That's what we came up with lifetime? I know. I listen. And you in the call center? <laughs> he funny. I'd be like this. That guy's never going to make it, by the way. And then when they said, here's the thing. When they said Martin Lawrence, and I had heard that story from Kid. Yeah. That Kid and Play worked at a call center with Salt and Pepper. What are the chances of that happening, by the way? I didn't know Martin Lawrence worked there, too. Yeah. Until I saw the movie. Yes. And then Martin, (laughs) and then he did the joke again. I know. When you guys were at the concert. And and old boy's like, he, yo, Martin, killing. (laughs) And then we did the joke, I go, no, Martin's bombing. (laughs) If that's the joke he told. <laughs> Listen, I can't. I can't. So that's not my favorite seat, but I didn't know Martin worked at the call center yes, too. Worked at the call center. Um, favorite was probably I think it was when you guys first got into your salt, the salt and pepper outfits, okay. and you were starting to blow because that took me back to when I first saw you guys. Yeah, and I kept trying to figure out when when they separated from Herbie. Yes. And they won the court case. Yes. Um, they really, do you, do you think Herbie was kind of the mastermind behind it? Because afterwards, they're able to have a living, they're able to tour, but they, they broke up for a while. Yeah. But then, but they didn't really have any more hits like they did when they had Herbie. So you True. think he was a... I think, I think that probably played a part but also I think the time changed yeah that's true too you know it went from like that like what I'm in what I'm into like and let's talk about sex right when Magic Johnson caught AIDS nobody was talking nobody was talking about sex right and they came in like nah people are still fucking yeah and getting basically yeah yeah that was that was like really big for us to cover in the film so we did the Arsenio like the character that played Arsenio was Mm -hmm. fucking dead on Mm-hmm. He was the most dead on looking character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were like, oh, that's Arsenio. So, I think with the music changing and rap changing, I think that that kind of like led. And Salt got gospel, right? She got religious for a while. Remember, she did the song with Kurt Franklin. Stop. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Stop. That's right. You know who I thought looked dead on in the movie? Who? Looked exactly like the person? Who? Pep. Boom, give you a little shout out. <laughs> I cannot You're see. You're slurring going around going, who? Uh, Pep. Right. Um, I will he, say, you would have fit in right in, in that era. No, definitely. But I think she was like such a wild child. And I think it was so like, I loved playing her. Mm-hmm. I loved everything. Like the the moments. And, and the thing about it is. There was a moment where we're at the house and Salt comes and it's like me and Tretch and we had to really make sure it didn't get Whitney Bobby S. Yeah. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like we had to really like not be like, oh, are they on drugs? Like, no, that's not the story that we're telling. So let's pull that back and let's mm-hmm. not make it. But it still needed to be fun. It still needed to be like. Salt is different than us. Like, we're chilling, she's not. And mm-hmm. I think that we did that. That was one of the scenes that I was like, okay, let's not get it too drunk or too high or too whatever because then it starts to morph into something different. Well, you can see Salt, like, uh, 
battling within herself. Like something was pulling her away from that lifestyle and right. pulling her towards the church. Yes. You saw that yeah. a lot. Mario Van Peebles really blew that up. Come on. Do you know Mario is one of the reasons I never got to tell him this. And I heard he, I heard he came to my show in Toronto, and I always want to tell him this in person. Was before I got in the business, he did an interview, and I think it was on Arsenio. I could be wrong, but this is early 90s. Okay. He said when he first got to L.A. and got some money, he saw all his friends buying chains and cars and all this other stuff. He goes, I started buying film. Mm. I bought film so I can make more movies and do more things that I wanted to do. And as soon as he said that, I go, oh. And the first big, decent check I got... I shot my first comedy special on my own wow. because I was thinking about Mario Van Peebles and I was thinking work gets work. Yes. So I and I shot my own comedy special at Spreckles Theater in San Diego. Cost me a lot of money that I probably did, didn't have. I could have spent that money elsewhere. But the thing about that special never got bought by network. Really? But I was able to sell it on the road as a DVD when people okay. sell on DVDs. And that special got me two TV deals. Well, didn't it because pay I had for like itself. a calling card. Yeah, right. It paid for itself. Is that crazy? I think that for me, like we as like as actors, we go, it's up and down, it's feast or famine. You never really know when the next job it's is. It's a roller coaster. Seriously. Yeah. It's like it's a temp job. It's the biggest temp job on the planet. Seriously. And you better be like one hundred percent ready for not the feast, but the famine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Don't, wow, that's important. Yeah, it's like because you you don't know. Today, like being honest, today I'm like really pulling my hair out because Tesla is down. Okay, nobody. You got stock in that? What? Of course. It'll come back. Elon ain't letting that motherfucker fail. I'm talking about it's down $200. Well, it'll come back. Promise when? I promise you it'll come back. Go find me. Can y'all send me some money? I'm Tesla's fucked up. Ride it that out. Means Elon too. ain't gonna lose. But listen, there's like that was one thing during the pandemic that I learned was to trade stocks. Because I didn't know what else, like I didn't know what was coming next. Hmm. We did salt and pepper in 2019 going into 2020. So basically we wrap, it's Christmas, boom, it's 2020, like, oh shit, yeah, it's about to go down. Nothing went down in 2020. Where'd you film it at? In Toronto. Oh, what a great city. You didn't like it? Nah. Was let me ask you this, was the hotel nice? Well, we lived in like um like Park. condos. Oh really? So like it was it was cool. I just thought I was gonna see Drake. You feel me? Like Oh, Toronto's like a that's like New York. What? You're not gonna see Diddy every time you go to New York. Well, maybe. I thought I was gonna see him and I never saw him and I was like, Well then I'll settle for Tory Lanes and I was like, Well, I didn't see him either. Good thing you didn't see him. He's got kind of a temper. <laughs> you know, I'm bigger than Tory. Yeah, he's got kind of a temper. Well, hey, <laughs> you, you've heard my Tory Lane story? <laughs> no, tell it. Oh, it, I've said it before, but I've literally two different times I saw him. I saw him in Houston, and I saw him in Vegas. And when I saw him in Houston, he was both times he was doing club appearances. Okay. So how did I end up at the same spot as Tory Lane? Don't ask that question. But you know I'm about the culture. I hang out with the black people. Hang out. Yes. You know that about me. Yes, we went to the we went to the sweet lounge. Sweet lounge, and, yeah, and, yeah. And had I a was ball. like, "What is Gary doing? You're dude, chilling, dude." I'm I, I'm not the white dude that works with black people and then dips when it's off work. No, all of us went out. Yeah, me, you, A, Vince, all of us. All like, of us. Yeah, we all went yeah, out. All that night, we had to let off some steam though. Yes, but 
one time in Houston, and they go, all right, give it up for Tory Lanez. And Tory Lanez came out in the middle of the club and goes, where's all the ladies? What'd he say? Well, um, with, oh, I want to make sure I get it right. With the, uh, it's some of my fresh pussies. Come on. It was, we're late. We're late with. Gary, you're better than this. Stanky pussy or fresh oh, no. pussy? It was one or the other. It was, uh. I can't. Oh, I know what it was. Where's all the ladies with the clean pussies at? I was like, and I literally, I went, oh my God. And I literally went like this. I go, how about. Hello, Houston. Right. How about try that Houston, way. what up? Give it up for Tory Lanez. Where the ladies with the clean pussies at? I was like, oh. So literally, six months later, I'm in Vegas. Okay. I don't know Tory Lanez is at this club. We walk in, and I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even try to go. It's like we kind of just walked in because it was in the casino we was right. in, right? Okay. Tory Lanez is there. Again, Tory's gonna do a couple songs, gets on stage. As they announce his name, the three people I'm with, I go, let me tell you this time in Houston. He said, where the ladies with the clean pussies that were out the bat? And everybody's laughing. The motherfucker got up and went, where's the ladies with the clean pussies at? And I went, oh my God, he did it that's again. His, that's his thing. That's <laughs> and his I went, thing. he must have had the stankiest pussy of stank pussies to right. say that every time he gets on stage. Yeah, that's that's a true. scar. Yes, it He's probably letting is. people know, I need girls with clean pussies. That's probably why I went after Megan Stallion because I'm thinking she must have the cleanest yeah, he went box on the planet for him to like go after her like that because he's clearly been scarred by stank cooch. So Megan the Stallion must have strawberries. Next question. I'm just saying. I don't. We don't know. I don't know. I don't know, and I'll probably never know. Yeah. But I'm assuming for him to get angry like that, and he's looking for clean pussies. I'm, Megan's. I'm done. Whew, I'm scope of pussies. Done. Like Listerine I'm, of pussies. I'm I'm done. Yeah 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 yeah. So freaking done. Mm-hmm. So um, back to Salt and Pepper. That's like that's that's like Mega Stallion coming out. <sighs> Where's the man with the circumcised <laughs> dicks in this motherfucker? <laughs> Ooh, Megan must have had a uncircumcised. <laughs> I hate you, Gary, Let's so Let's get back much. to Salt and Pepper. I'm sorry. Right. You robbed Tory Lanez and Drake. Well, because I was in Canada shooting it there. Um, I, like, we didn't, I didn't have any time to really go out. Like, literally, like, we would go dance rehearsal, studio. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I didn't even think about dance rehearsal and stuff. Yes. Man. Yeah. <sighs> it was real. It was real. Like, we did a lot of dancing. We had full-on backup dancers. Like, it was, it was like, the opportunity when you're young and you're like, I want to sing, I want to rap, I want to dance. And you get to do that. Like Every day for lifetime. Don't come for lifetime. I, did, I, I, I got my did. goddamn eye on you. <laughs> for lifetime. That was a little jab. Yes. <laughs> because the way because you said it was hip-hop dreams. I'm living it out. <laughs> Money, hoes, drugs. Yes. It was all there on <laughs> Lifetime television. <laughs> Hold on. In the middle yes. of a <laughs> in the middle of an Ajax commercial. <laughs> I can't stand you. Yes. I mean Sunny D. Listen. For Lifetime Television. Listen. But but people have to like give it up. It wasn't whack because people kept saying, like, oh, it's gonna be so whack. It's it wasn't. So- I watched two hours and seven minutes straight. And was not bored at any point. And it took me through a timeline of my childhood. Yep. Like, 
that was my like high school, you know, military days. I remember them coming, the salt and pepper coming to uh and this sounds hokey, but it's not. The Del Mar Fair, which is like the probably the biggest fair in California. Where they bring that? in huge acts in San Diego. Oh, okay. They bring in huge acts and like always the like Saturday night is the big concert. Okay. Big outdoor venue, thousands, ten thousand. Is people. it like a Coachella? Not like Coachella. Okay. I mean it's a fair, but you know, the people pay money to see them concerts, okay. man. And the one year it was Salt and Pepper, and I just remember the San Diego Union Tribune. They were on the front page, and I just I'll never forget it. They were dressed in these black outfits, and they got them in the middle of the concert, and they was describing the concert. And it's so funny seeing a white I'm assuming the guy or a girl editor was white that was describing the Salt and Pepper concert. Right. And they were like, you know, they they're a voice of independent women. They're doing what the men are doing. They're yeah. flipping it and yeah. everything else, and yeah. they're not afraid of their sexuality and shit like that. I just, I don't know. It just brought me back to that for whatever and, reason. And I think it's important to 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 say that because it gives leeway to songs like WAP. WAP. Yeah. I think that song was written after my mom. You sure? My mom was wild, and she had a nice little rotation. Okay. You don't have that many men. You ain't got that WAP. <laughs> what kind of men? We're not going to talk about that. Okay. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of Harleys, and nobody's buying a new car. Okay. Right. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Shout out. Think Oldsmobile. Okay. Pickup truck. Okay. Dude, if you got a pickup. You're oh, that you you're balling with the pickup. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Whew. So, um, Salt and Pepper was definitely um, an opportunity for us to do things that like in your when you start off your career you talk about the things you want to do and that's like something I can check off like I can also check off the fact that I had a whole billboard on Sunset did you take a picture in front of it of course as you should on my Instagram as you should and it's on Wilshire it was on it was both places so like that's like when you're not as an actor, that's a huge deal to mm-hmm. to to get that, and I I'm so thankful, and I'm really like excited for what's next because people love to ask you what's next, and you be like I don't know I'm a like go to lunch and then I hate that when I do interviews, and I'll never ask that of my guest, never have. It's that's the worst question in the business. You just here's the thing, we just do an interview, me and you. We just talked about the movie we just worked on that came out a year ago. Right. You just had a movie come out last month. Yes. I guess that's not enough. You 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 have a TV series. Wow, you have a purse that rings. Oh my God. Talk about unprofessional. Gary, I saw your phone go off over Who is there. It? Who is that? Who's who's calling? Let's that see. might be your next gig. What's that? Who is it? It's my friend. Trench. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you're funny, Gary. No, it um, I hate that. Like, if that isn't enough in the series that you won't talk about, that was on Showtime after dark. Anyway, um, amazing series. Yeah, if this that stuff isn't enough, now I gotta be like, so what's next, Layla? I know it's the worst question. I hate it when I do radio interviews and they ask me that. I'm like this. But do you sometimes know what's next? I feel like I'm still very like young and new in my career to not be able to be like, oh, this is, and then, and then. I don't know. Well, here's what I learned with the first movie I ever did. was held up with Jamie Foxx. 
I'm calling home. I'm t- I got this movie with fucking Jamie. And now if you look at that cast, that cast got o- multiple Oscar winners in it. Really? You know, Sarah Paulson's in it. Uh, Rosalind Sanchez, who just took off with Rush Hour 2 after we filmed it. Right. That cast, nobody... All they knew was Jamie and Nia, really. Right, right, right. And right, everybody right. just kind of, in their own lane, did their own thing. But I'm so excited. I go, do I with Jamie Foxx? And it's before his cell phone. They couldn't take shots on set. Right. I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to fucking Ritz camera at the mall to develop shit to prove. <laughs> and um, uh, dude, the movie didn't come out for two years. Are you serious? Because Jamie got Any Given Sunday uh, right after it. And they wanted to hold it. Right. To, to jump on any given Sunday, they thought he, and he did, he blew up to be some yeah. huge megastar. Yeah. But he's like, let's hold it till this comes out. And I was like, damn it, can we just let it come out? So I'd be going home to my hometown, small town. Man, that movie, you were lying. No, I wasn't. I was with them. I was at his house. No, you, fuck you, gay. You went at Jane Fox's house. Right. You know, so I, I learned off that one until I got a release date or I know yeah, something. Yeah, you don't talk about it. I talk about this more than anything. What do you got coming up? I got my podcast every week. Right. But this is the thing. I I, I like that. I um it's a hard question. So what you got you coming do, up? Yeah. Um <laughs> lunch. Then I got I'm buying. You know, then Give I, I podcast. Boom. Um I don't know. I I hit a little patch in my career where I wasn't working like how I wanted to, and I was really focusing on like just creating content. And I wrote this really funny series. So I'm working on that right now. Mm-hmm. So I ask this to all my guests, not yes. to degrade or just blow that comment over. Okay. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing series. Wonderful. But I do ask this to all my guests. If a studio comes to you, like Layla Odom, this is your movie, who you want to be your co-star? You can pick anybody you want but what's that the, you haven't worked with. Okay, what's the genre? Whatever you want. It's your movie. They're giving you an open... Wow. I say that because what I want is people start coming back on, motherfucker... I worked with them. I work with that person. I don't, for me, it's like, I don't have someone specific of like, I gotta work with that person. I don't think I have that anymore. I want to be able to do an action film. So who would be in the movie I don't care. Like, just let me like run and have a gun and like hang off of stuff. And like, let me be like the black Angelina Jolie from years ago. Laura Croft. Yeah, but like, but like, yeah, you know. Lana Johnson. The Black Laura Croft. Lana Johnson. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hello. Um, That's that's really where my head is. Like, I want to work with incredible directors and writers. It's not really like who. I could be like, I want to work with Will Ferrell. There we go. Will Ferrell. Okay. That came out of your mouth. I didn't say it. Mahershala Ali, I see you. Yeah. He's dope. He's dope. It's so many people that are dope to me that, like, I would love to work with, but it's the director and it's the writer that like is really important because there's nothing worse. Like I'm auditioning a lot right now, and like some of the words I'll be like the the little like I am not illiterate, but why do I feel illiterate when I'm? I'm like there's this some shit? there's some sentences you get stuck on. You're like, what is going on here? Seriously, and you'll be like, because mm, 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 that's not it. The mm. yeah. All right. Well, I'll do that. So, what's your process with auditioning? Are you like the night before just cuz when I when I lived here and I was young and you you you're going out a lot, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It always amazed me when somebody I'd see somebody out at 1 in the morning, but yeah, I got an audition tomorrow. I'd be like, "Why are you out?" <laughs> 
I'm like locked away, like not trying to fuck shit up. Right? No, I. I was I, always amazed at people like that. I feel that I was just having this conversation with someone. It's like some people can like hit the club and go in and do their thing. It, it depends. For me, I don't learn lines until I'm right in the space. I don't know them. Like when I'm like in makeup and I'm like looking at them, like I don't know what I'm about to say until I get in and then we block it and then I figure it out. Yeah. For auditions, like I keep reading it, I keep reading it. I do have a habit of sometimes I will twist words and change it, which is not good for like TV. That doesn't work. In mm. film, it's perfectly fine. But in TV, people are like, I said the little dog. So maybe like when you was doing salt and pepper, did you be like, T Boz? I didn't say that. Wrong group. Shit, I just fucked up. I'm sorry. I did the other female group. You see how you like, you see how you want to play, Gary? <laughs> no. I was like, um, oh. Left you, eye. You, That's not this movie. No, you know who we have to like do a rest in peace for? It's Prince Marky D. I for, you know what? I forgot because he was in the movie. Yeah. You guys did a Prince Marky D. So I didn't know Pep and him was talking. Yeah. At one point. They, they definitely were talking. And God, what a good dude. Fuck, that fucked me up a little bit. Did it? Because you know what the thing about him? Again, met him on the Tom Joyner cruise. Oh, shit. Okay. Because, you know, the good thing about the Tom Joyner cruise, you got to meet, because people, just, you're just there with everybody. Right. So you actually got to meet people and hang out with them. Because you're on a ship. Where, where y'all going to go? Yeah. And they, you know, the. And a lot of the quote-unquote celebs, we had our own dining area. Gotcha. So that's where you get to talk to people, and they come with your fan. All the, man, Prince was just so cool and so personable. And then yeah. I'd be at random spots in Miami. Yeah. And he'd just be like, yo, big shouts out to Gary Owen. I go, I'm at Dave & Buster's. Who the fuck? And he's up there <laughs> DJ. He'd be at those random spots DJing. I'm going to be at Top Golf, <laughs> like, like this. Dude, you DJ 24 hours a day. <laughs> that he was, was everywhere in Miami. I, like, yes, I remember I went to like V Live or something. Strip, he went strip club. Yeah. I was trying to do PG shit. See, you be telling on yourself, but you don't want to tell your Showtime story. Anyway. Or, or series. Anyway. So no, I was, I was there. at a strip club, okay? I'm I just was kidding. there. I was there, and I remember like he was mad, cool, whatever, whatever. And after the movie dropped, he sent me a message in my DMs and he was like, yo, you really played that, da 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 da. And I was like, thank, like, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So today I posted that scene when I'm sick and I first meet him. Mm -hmm. So I posted that, like, just for like, I don't know if that's giving someone their flowers, but it's like, let me show my respect. Yeah, to, that's what it is. To a legend. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like he just sent me the 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 message maybe like January, I don't know, twenty fifth. Yeah. So it kind of like it happened so quick, and I think that we always have to like really really celebrate our people. Mm -hmm. You know, like celebrate people. Don't wait until they're gone. Like give them their flowers now. And I posted that I never met him, but I thought that he was a super personable. Down oh, he was awesome. Cool. You know what I'm saying? And cool everybody shit. and everybody said that. Yeah. So, um, rest in peace, Marky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that scene. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize they talked. You said you said that you watched the movie though, right? I did. You wanna you wanna try to hit me with some shit? I'm just, I'm just saying how you don't remember that. I forgot that that scene was in there until you said it, but he, you didn't even tell me it was in there. I told you it was in there. No lies. So so in that scene, in that scene. 
What was I going through in that scene when we met at the Crush Groove party? Did you just find out you was pregnant? No, no, no. Because you told him I'm pregnant, I'm going to have your baby. No. (laughs) I was like this. I was like, oh, wow. People die sometimes. And if that was New Jack City, Pep would have been dead. No, listen. You're on the roof. Hold on. The dude, we don't really know what he does. I'm like this. I'm thinking there's no W-2 involved. Listen. Uh, And then she goes, well, I'm going to have your baby. I was like, Am I my brother's keeper? Yes. It's so funny you say that because... What was you going through? Hold on. Let me... Damn, I'm going to have to circle back. I was full on sick in that scene. Sick of what? My voice is gone. Hmm. Method. Everybody was like, are you really sick? I'm like, yes. Oh, my fault. Yeah, get into it. So I was sick. I had to do a lot of ADR after. So that's the that's the thing. <laughs> Hold on, the guys, the guys taking stills of me you talking. Right. Uh, <laughs> I I um I had to. So I was really really sick. I lost my voice, and that was because I was in Toronto, and it was fucking cold as shit up mm. there, and I wasn't like ready for it. Didn't know that. I wasn't ready. Um, you was talking about New. I was talking about New Jack so City. So New Jack City. Pepper okay. Died. So Mario, who damn people. Who was in New Jack City? No, he directed it. He yeah. was in it, but he directed right. it. Right, I knew that. I remember. No, you didn't. I um, did. So when we did that scene, he says to the actor who played Tata, he was like, "You know, like in your heart, you don't know what you're going to do. You might want to throw her over the, throw her over." Maybe I should be a director. Wow. You were right on. Shouts out to Mario. Shout out to Mario. We're supposed man. to work together someday, I guess. Well, it's coming soon. I just I. I just want to always want to tell them that in person. You should tell them. You know when people have the impact they have on you? I go, when that dude said I bought film, I was like, I'm going to make my own shit. Most people say movies. I was thinking, even back then, I was thinking, I'm going to make my own stand-up shit. Yeah, that I was think, before YouTube and phones and shit. That's yeah. when you had to really hire camera people and shit. And good ones. Facts. So. Facts. All right, Lynn, anything you would like to pump at all? Salt and Pepper is Lifetime on Demand now? Is that where it's at? I think so. I think so. I think you can catch it there. Undercover uh, Brother Two is on Netflix. You got, but you got to type it in. It's not going to pop up on anything trending. Type, you got to type it Undercover. all the way in. You, you get the under. You got to go to the C. You got to fill <laughs> under brother, C. and you have to press two. Once you press two, then you know this shit will yeah. pop up. But like, I'm so I'm so happy to be here. Good. I'm glad you came on. Me too. Thank All you right, so well, much. We're going to go get lunch. Yeah, you because know, I'm hungry. There we go. Can I get some lobster? Well, Scallop. that would be the Showtime series. <laughs> no, I'm like, yes. No, get crab cakes. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming on. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>